an acceptance and a tolerance and an understanding mutually that we all have the dark and the light you know the shadow and what's what's hidden and what's outward and the more we are able to accept and tolerate and welcome it and celebrate it the more we're going to connect Hey everybody, welcome back to Women Friends. This is Janine, your host, and I'm really glad you're here. This week, uh, we're going to take a pause from our interviews, which are have been fabulous lately. We've had a whole mess of interviews and we've got more coming, so fear not. There are more women with advice coming your way in the next few weeks. Um, but this week, I'm, I'm, it's just me. So settle in with me for a little while. Um, I have some alternative perspectives to share on some of the content that's floating around out there about friendship because this is a hot topic right now. Thanksgiving's coming up and I am welcoming your stories of gratitude for friendship So if you would like to have your voice appear on Women Friends, if that's the right word, appear, it's not visible, it's audio. If you would like to be heard, share your voice, send me a message, tell me, you don't have to tell me who you are, you don't even have to leave your name, you can come up with a fake name if you prefer. I'd like to hear a story about who you're grateful for, which friend you want to shout out, or who has done something cool, awesome, amazing to uplift you this year, who constantly shows up for you, who's there for you in the middle of the night, who do you look to for comfort and companionship, share it with the world, leave me a little voice message on, uh, this is the only thing I'm going to ask of you today, um, I have this, this voice message system that you just type this URL in, it's www speak pipe speak as in speak your voice pipe all one word dot com backslash women friends and you go there and there's a little message you just press the button and leave me a message you start talking and then I immediately get an email saying hey somebody left you a voicemail and so I can go listen to it and then I can when I'm editing filter your awesome message into the episode and I can't wait because we are already having a slew of women contributing their voices and I'm opening it up to anybody listening out there no matter where you're from who you are please chime in I would love to have a montage of gratitude so we can just float this out into the world and and spread kindness and spread gratitude so do that Um, next uh, yeah before I get into the topic today Always friendship, of course. Uh, Just a little disclaimer. Um, I'm probably going to drop a couple of F-bombs. So if that is going to offend, you know, sorry. I have a little bit of a foul mouth from time to time. And I've been really good about keeping keeping, uh, clean. Or at least editing it out. So you don't have to always hear it. But, you know... This is, this is just going to be one of those things because I'm really sharing some personal views.
there have been a slew of articles and there are podcasts, not my own, that are uh, radio shows. NPR has Invisibilia. Is that my saying that right? Invisibilia? Yeah. Um, they have a whole season about friendship that's airing now, I think. A friend of mine <clears throat> sent me uh, an article from Psychology Today that aired. Actually, that went live, I think, in June or July. So people have been thinking about this all through COVID. Friendship has been on people's minds. Um, WBUR Boston, I'm going to be talking about an article that they put out recently. Uh, I've, I just have some big feelings about, about this because here's, here's what we're going to get into. Now I got to look at my notes because I want to get the titles right and attribute to the proper uh, authors of these articles. Okay, Psychology Today, June 10th, How Adults Can Make and Keep New Friends by Ahona Guha. I think she's a psychologist. Um, She offers some really, really thoughtful clarity on the ways that adults make friends. And here's what you need, she says. Proximity, similarity, and repetition. Makes sense, right? Proximity being close to someone, she says, geographically. So people in your neighborhood, people who you work with, just people that you are in your immediate vicinity. Those are good candidates for friends. But also, you need repetition. You need to see people over and over again, she says. Um, When I'm walking my dog, I see the same crop of neighbors. Or um, when I go to work, I see the same group of people. And then thirdly, she says, you need similarity. This is where we have common threads, you know, something that we share in common, uh, that we have a similar value about something, a similar liking to something. But that's not all. Um, you know, I agree with all of this. This is this makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but where I'm coming from, we're talking about real deep connection. She does, she does say something else that I really, really liked, which was... Um, you have to take a friendship, like say a newish friendship, an acquaintanceship that you've established in one context, for example at work, to make it really stick and to get deeper with someone you've got to take that friendship out of that context of work. Do something totally different with that person and then that's when you get to start sharing some, uh, a little bit of deeper level. And I absolutely 100% agree with that. Uh, that could be going for a walk with your coworker outside, of, you know, on a Saturday instead of the Monday through Friday grind. When you see somebody in different clothing, in different, um, in a, just a different atmosphere, it really gives you a, a way to open up conversations that you wouldn't normally have in that other typical context that you're used to seeing them in. And so I totally agree with that stuff. Number two, uh, there's uh, this other article that is um, that I just saw. I posted it on the Facebook group. If, if folks aren't in the Women Friends Facebook group, you should totally come over there. We're having some good conversations. You're welcome to join us. Uh, it's private, but, you know, answer the questions. Follow the rules. You'll get in. Um, here's, this, here's this article that post came up on my feed that I shared. It's from WBUR Boston. I love them. Um, it's, it's called, You're Not Uncool, Making Friends as an Adult is Just Hard. Totally true. So this is a, this is a kind of a summary of what aired on their program. Um, 
and they interview uh, University of Maryland professor and psychologist Marissa G. Franco. Thank you for these contributions, Dr. Franco. Um, she talks about how making friends is not organic as an adult. When you're kids, you're thrown into situations where you like have to sort of engage with other children. And not so much as an adult. I agree with that. Definitely. And I love that the host introduces the whole premise of this by saying that he's anxious and for an anxious person such as himself it's really hard to make friends but he also says that as a child it's so much easier to make friends because you can just walk up to some random kid on this on the playground and introduce yourself and he t he says his daughter calls anybody her new best friend that may be true for a lot of people who had that experience of going up to a strange strangers on the playground and just making friends with them I was never that kid if you're like me and you were never that kid you were off to the side with a pit in your stomach and feeling very lonely and isolated and unsure of yourself and and shy and not not knowing how to approach a new kid and being afraid of a new situation and so these things these things for some of us were just gripping and so we didn't necessarily have that experience as a kid or maybe we had it once and it turned out that we got punched in the face or those kids were mean and so we never ever did it again we never ever tried to put ourselves forward ever again so there's some deep hidden uh, blockage to putting yourself out there which is this this thing that everybody says oh you just got to put yourself out there you've got to try you've got to be uh, insistent and intentional on making new friends um, she talks about having continuous unplanned interaction which is similar to what the prior article was talking about this proximity similarities sort of thing um, and also she says what one of the main ingredients you absolutely need for friendship in adulthood to really stick is shared vulnerability boom she nails it I totally agree with this and I really think that this is important to be vulnerable with each other you know when I see someone showing vulnerability to me it really disarms me and gives me uh, um, an inkling that they're human in there that they have experienced pain and hurt and that makes me more likely to reciprocate and to share something something vulnerable about myself and I think those are when we really start to make connections because if you probably know somebody who puts on a face and makes it seem like they're they've got everything together and they've got no problems and everything's perfect but that's really hard to connect with it's like we we know you're not a Stepford wife we know you're not we, you, no one's perfect no one is unaffected by life and if you are hiding the fact that you have been it's really difficult to get through to someone what I haven't heard being discussed in any of these articles or podcasts is two main things they begin from a place that assumes that people are healthy well-adjusted high-functioning individuals uh, they come from a place of assuming we're all free from baggage 
and that we would be able to communicate very easily with each other and just share this vulnerability, right? That it's so easy to do. That That's just, oh, just start being vulnerable. Well, it assumes that none of us are suffering from past trauma, from pain, from mental health issues, from weirdness, you know? Uh, just idiosyncrasies. <laughs> it assumes that nobody's codependent, that nobody has low self-esteem. We don't have body image issues. And I'm sorry, but we're all fucking weird. Every one of us, every one of us. And I want to be a little bit lighthearted about this. I'm not making light of mental health issues. Absolutely not. I am not making fun of trauma. Guys, I've had my fair share. And the fact is, everybody has. Everybody has. And that isn't to minimize one person's excessive traumatic experiences or equate that with somebody's little bit of weirdness. They're not the same, but we all have something that we carry with us that can affect the way that we communicate with others. And this is number one, one of the things that I think that these articles are missing is acknowledging how much pain humans carry around. How much fucking stuff is swirling around in our brains at all times, making us question, second guess, feel jealous, feel envious, feel feel small, feel insecure, or feel overly secure, feel like we need to fill the space because we have to be the best in the room, or that we have to be competitive. I mean, all of these little quirks and strangenesses and flaws. We have them. We all have them. This is what <laughs> Anne Lamott calls lifey things. Lifey situations get in the way. You know, the alcoholic father, the narcissistic mother, the sex assault, bipolar, the being a victim of bullying when you were a kid and that brings on a trigger response anytime you hear somebody be sarcastic or something. Poverty, sexism, workplace harassment, all these things that chisel away at our self-worth and our ability to trust others or affect our ability to be willing to share ourselves. They, they, they chisel away at our self-worth and then they make us put walls up. And so we block the ability to make friends because we're not open. You know, who was it, Oprah, that came up with asking people, what happened to you? What happened to you? Because everybody, something's happened to everybody. Something's happened to every, every single one of us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be human, right? I, I had a friend recently who was very vulnerable with me, and I wasn't expecting it at all. And she just very openly, very calmly owned it. She shared a really personal thing about herself, um, some trouble that she had been through in her life, but she owned it. You know, it was just like, hey, I'm going to get this out of the way and we can move forward. So there's no second guessing. There's no wondering about where I'm coming from. There's no concern over how I think. And I so appreciated that because it immediately made me feel at ease and feel like I could then trust her if I wanted to share something private about myself. 
it's really effective but it's not easy and not everybody is ready to do that you know and maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong there I'm sure are some of you who are out there self-actualized you've done the work you've been through the therapy or God bless you you've never you've never experienced trauma or any of these hardships but even still that doesn't necessarily mean it's easier to connect with someone on a deep meaningful level you know you can sign up for all the groups and you can attend all the events and you can network and introduce yourself to people and ask for other people's phone numbers and become friends on Facebook but it doesn't necessarily equate to deep meaningful connection there's a lot more to it than that and I think that's why a lot of us do remain isolated and lonely even despite being well adjusted in the world you know and there was one last thing that I wanted to share that 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 jumped out at me from that article the WBUR Boston one they say that friend groups are more sustainable appear seem to be more sustainable for folks than individual friendships one-on-one and I feel two ways about that I, I do I think in a group setting sure that drowns out the silence that keeps you from being lonely um, it can certainly you know it certainly vanquishes isolation but I don't agree that it brings about really really close connection I mean certainly two people within a group can find each other and decide to go off and have that out of context connection somewhere else and I think that's really valuable but when you're in a big group I mean who gets a chance to talk the loudest person in the room you know who gets a chance to voice their opinion the loudest person in the room the introverts and the quiet ones and the uh, people pleasers and the codependents among us we're all gonna acquiesce we're gonna let others steer the conversation we're we're processing our emotions and our feelings and the energy in the room so we're not certain we're not ready to like chime in as the conversation goes about you know those of us who suffer with insecurities are comparing ourselves to everybody else in the room there's there's a lot that we're doing in a group setting that is not conducive to connection at all and 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 a a shy person who just wants one friend is totally drowned out and, and made to be invisible in a lot of cases and I'd speak from experience with this so I don't totally agree with that aspect either so I think there's a lot more to unpack there not only are we all weird and have idiosyncrasies but we're also sacred beings and this will this will take me down a little winding rabbit hole so bear with me I was listening to um, the expanded podcast again I love I love that team over at to be magnetic so I talk about them all the time so you should you should get yourself addicted to that too Um, if you've heard of Zach Bush MD he was on last week and he's he's been on a lot of podcasts you may have heard him before he talks a lot about the the gut biome and the skin biome Um, and he's into organic farming and things like this so but 
that this particular interview that he did with Lacey Phillips just there was so many mic drops like every five minutes I had to hit pause and process and go back and listen again and if you listen to it you'll hear why I'd love to hear your thoughts on it we should have like a podcast club that's like a book book club where we can just talk about things we've heard together but he mentioned something that is an echo of a lot of other meditation and and, um, self-development and spiritual development leaders which is that we are all humans are all sacred beings that we are made of divine guidance that we are (laughs) I think of it as we are made of stardust as my guest Rachel Grace said last week she's the psychic medium from Australia you know we came here from another plane to have a human experience we came here to feel the I'm interpreting this we came here to feel not just the physical rush of riding down a roller coaster hill or eating delicious food or jumping out of an airplane but we also came here to feel the heaviness of human lifiness back to Anne Lamott's term the challenges we came here to learn big lifey lessons and so there is a deep 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 and rich light within us that we all came here to learn to grow to be challenged and to take on this human pain and learn from it and where I think we get stunted is failing to recognize that not just about ourselves because when we don't fully value ourselves we can't possibly value each other and that's where it stops we we aren't necessarily appreciating ourselves as deeply as we could be and therefore we're not turning that outward and appreciating one another so my sister and I were talking a lot about this she also was floored by this Zach Bush interview which I shared with her as soon as I heard it and she had heard him before this was my first introduction to to him Um, but she had also for years has been practicing meditation and you know the loving kindness and I see the light in you namaste and all of this Um, she's a big follower of Tara Brock if you know her Um, she does some great incredible guided meditations and she has her own podcast too Um, brilliant teacher Um, but so Liz and I (laughs) were discussing this and so we experimented a little the other day Um, we got an opportunity to participate in something that is totally outside of our comfort zone something we never do and that is to attend a pregame tailgate party for the Steelers that happened this past weekend Um, I I confess and I will probably get eggs thrown at my house for saying this but I am just I don't give a flip about the Steelers I'm sorry I, I don't follow football if they get into the Super Bowl I'm all for it I totally watch the game and I cheer and I do have a terrible towel in my house but I don't really care and I'm sorry about that but so my brother-in-law 
not Liz's husband, but our other sister out in California. Her husband's in this band, and he was flying in, and he and his bandmates, they got invited to play at a big venue downtown ahead of the game at this tailgate party. And so we were like, oh, heck yeah, our brother-in-law's in town from outside San Diego. We're going to, for sure, we're going to go show up and support him and listen to the band. And so we, neither my sister or I have Steeler gear to like don ourselves in, but that is like what you do in Pittsburgh. This is like the quintessential Yinzer experience to go down to the North Shore and get excited and pumped up for the game with fellow Steeler fans. So we're in this sea of black and gold and we're listening to like old guy rock, which is hilarious. And we're jamming out and we're in this sea of people where there's like, you know, grown men (laughs) who wear like pajama bottoms that have sort of like black and gold camo print. Um, And like women are wearing like furry black and gold boots and people are wearing like Troy Palomalo wigs and things like then they're completely serious and it's uh it's 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 just a it's a radical hilarious time to experience when you're like there as an ethnologist watching the natives in their natural habitat so that's what Liz and I did but we we decided that we would take the Zach Bush approach and we would view all of these black and gold adorned people around us as the sacred beings that they truly are <laughs> and it was such a glorious experiment in a in a wonderful way to spend our morning because it was just pure joy and as as much as we could find a difference between ourselves and these Steeler fans uh, in, and, 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 and so many reasons to be different. Uh, they're smoking and they're drinking icy light in the morning and that's just like not, not our jam. But that's okay and it's beautiful because they're living so freely and joyfully and enthusiastically. There was just so much good energy. And so it was wonderful to be able to just drop the judgment for once and drop the looking for differences you know, um, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful morning that we shared, and I'm so glad that we got to do it because otherwise we could have been very miserable because it was damn cold, and we saw some of the first few snowflakes of the season uh, together while we watched the poor guys from Southern California perform on stage with their fingers freezing. So um, those guys, by the way, the 4019s, they're awesome. I think they call themselves the 4019s because they started the band in their 40s, but they were acting like 19-year-olds. And so they do they do some really great, like, um, surf, rock, surf punk throwbacks, but they also do some great covers. And the lead singer sounds a whole lot like Elvis Costello. Great band. Go check them out. there's an acceptance and a tolerance and an understanding mutually that we all have the dark and the light you know the shadow and what's what's hidden and what's outward and the more we are able to accept and tolerate and welcome it 
and celebrate it, the more we're going to connect. So listen, this is super preachy. I get it. And this is really where I get opinionated. Um, but I think it's important to, to pick apart. And what it says to me is that because my premise here, my thesis, is that we're all fucked up <laughs> and gloriously, beautifully, majestically so, that we deserve honoring for it and comforting for it and compassion and understanding and acceptance for it. There are then a lot of things that we do to block friendship. So not only are we predisposed to not being vulnerable to one another, the ways in which we carry that out, like I mentioned, low self-worth, competition, comparison, those sorts of things. I'm going to be getting into those maybe in little mini episodes later on. Today I just felt inspired to go off on this tangent and I appreciate you being patient enough to listen. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Chime into the Women Friends Facebook group. Let me know what you think, where you stand, and I urge you, this is a challenge, to go through your day trying to visualize others as the sacred beings that they are. Look for the light inside each other as you go about your day. That's what I have to say today. Thanks for tolerating me. Uh, I so appreciate you listening and your presence here and go out there and appreciate your sacred beingness. Bye.